The veteran marketplace is elevating veteran brands by providing a convenient marketplace-style platform, making it easy for shoppers to find and support veteran-owned businesses. Army veteran Drew Everett is up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Buying a home can be stressful enough, so it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation of military families. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Hey, today we're talking with Army veteran Drew Everett. He's elevating veteran brands with the Veteran Marketplace. Uh, I got some really good things going there, Drew, with the Veteran Marketplace. Before we get to talking about business and entrepreneurship, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Army. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Joe. Um, I was in the Army from 01 to 05. I was in the infantry and uh, it was mechanized. So, uh, death before dismount, I think was our <laughs> motto. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I was stationed in Baumholder, Germany and, uh, had a pretty good time. So yeah. just did the four. Yeah. And it, yeah. what it was, you got out in 05 or you went in in 05? Uh, I got out in 05. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went in right. I went in before nine 11, believe it or not, like, uh, the spring. So I was 17, just turned 17 in March enlisted in April, uh, did delayed entry shipped out, uh, May. Fort Benning in the summer, good times, uh, just all, all the, all the, all the good spots, you know, May, June, July, August. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, got out and I'm on my 30 day leave after AIT and, you know, 9-11. So. Wow. Cool. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, so talk about what your transition was like, uh, you know, as you got out, had you been planning for your transition? Um, you start thinking about it after you got out. What was that all about? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no plan. Uh, you know, typical, uh, you know, typical E4, you know, E1, 3, 4, probably maybe E5, no plan, just, you know, you know, no money saved up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was, uh, you know, honestly, I just kind of felt like I was back where I started before I went in, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I honestly joined the army and I don't know if it's like a lot of people or not, but I mean, I, I didn't have much of a plan after high school or, or, you know, so it seemed like a good deal to me and I wanted to go overseas and, you know, I didn't want to get stationed, you know, I'm from East Tennessee and I didn't want to get stationed, you know, a hundred miles away or 500 miles, you know, it's all the same, right? right. You know, a lot of the country, you know, you walk out your front door and it looks the same. So, you know, I, I wanted something different. I wanted to, to, to kind of get away and, and, uh, so I, I got that, you know, European duty station, but, um, yeah, I mean, for me, um, uh, I just, I kind of felt like I was back to square one, square one, really. Uh, uh, and, and I've got buddies that are still in getting out soon, things like that. And I'm just, I'm hammering on, got to have a plan. What's the plan? What's the plan? So, yeah. um, but you know, I, I, I mean, I worked three jobs. I mean, I worked at a dry cleaner. I sold, um, and Korean dry cleaner is the hottest place and uh, hotter in Fort Benning in the summer. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then, uh, across the shopping center, sold memberships at Gold's gym, uh, worked construction, uh, driving a Bobcat and, you know, I was the, 
is a big construction company down in North Carolina and they're building a hospital at that time. And, you know, they're digging like, I don't know, it must've seemed like 50 feet down, you know, these huge pits for these parking decks and these footings and stuff. And it rains, it fills up with water or as you're drilling, you hit water. And so you need a little pump boy and the little pump boy has got to go clean up the job site, man. You know, you're, I mean, you got waiters on, I mean, you're, covered in mud, you're driving this bobcat with 300 feet up, you know, fire hose. And your job is just to, to get the water out and stay out of the way. And, uh, water boy. anyways, I mean, I did it all, you know, I, I mean, I, I've worked, I think I've worked every kind of job there is. And, um, so yeah, just, I kind of had that realization, you know, I mean, I, I've got an apartment, right. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm financially, you could say independent. I mean, I'm, I'm paying my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at, at some point, you know, you're kind of maxed out on trading your time for money. So yeah. you've got to figure out a skill, you know, something, you, you know, can add some value here. And it took, it took until, I mean, I, I worked, I worked those jobs for a year and a half and, uh, all three every day, uh, whatever other side jobs, mowing, whatever I could do. Um, and, uh, I mean, it took that long, you know, four years of the army and of, of planning, right. Everything you do in the military is planned out, <laughs> you know, no, no lessons learned there. Uh, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, just, just sweating hard every day. Uh, and, you know, kind of had that epiphany, like, you know, this kind of sucks and I'm never going to have anything more than I have now. So, you know, if I don't change, nothing's going to change. Uh, and that's when I, you know, for me at that time, uh, you know, it was going to college and, you know, probably looking back, I wish I would have, you know, you know, been a contractor or something. I just personally, as an aside, I just, I love building and, and doing projects, but yeah. you know, for me at the time college made sense and it seemed attractive. And, um, so I did that, you know, moved in, uh, moved back home and enrolled and took, um, I know probably six years to get a four year degree. So, <laughs> you know, you know, you started at, you know, community college, right. Oh, you know, I'll, you know, say, you know, you know, cheaper to, to ramp in, I'll do my two and I'll transfer. And then, you know, it's just, it's always something, you know, it's either the credits don't transfer or the, you know, the major changes or, you know, whatever, it's always some, you know, something. And so I, I did two different community colleges and then I finally, ended up at the, this, uh, four year school that I went to and, you know, kind of, I mean, really the reason it took six years is because like the first two years is community college, a year, kind of a write off community college B wrote that year off. Um, and then I was like, screw this. I'm just, I'm just going to enroll, just cut the losses, enroll. They'll take whatever credits they can take. And we're just going to bang this thing out. And I got really motivated. You know, I got really motivated. Um, the last thing I'll say about that was just, again, kind of having that, like, come to Jesus moment. Um, yeah. But the, the, the college that I was in at the university, the business college, had dropped the major that I was doing. And I didn't have enough credits. I wasn't an upperclassman yet to where I'd be grandfathered in. So it's just another, you know, another decision point. And I'm, you know, already did the military, and I'm an older student. And, you know, I, I don't have any real experience. You know, I, I'm, I want a business degree, which means I'm going to be, you know, competing with other people with business degrees. And it's, it's a, like a corporate, you know, it's, 
it's a type, it's a corporate type job that, that I'm going for. And, um, and, and it's competitive. And, you know, I knew that, you know, I, I, I knew that if I was still in my twenties when I applied for these jobs after college that, you know, we, we can tell a story about the military and transition, you know, we can kind of, you know, we can get there on, you know, you're 29, you have a standard degree, uh, nothing, you know, nothing too specialized, but, you know, uh, but you don't have any experience and you're going to be, you know, applying for jobs with people that are a lot younger than you, where the experience doesn't matter at entry level, or they're your age and they have like 10 years experience. So, so I told myself, okay, we, we can, we can tell stories and we can, we can lay the charm on and we can, we can, we can find a job if, if I get this degree before I'm 30, but once I turn 30, man, that's, that's going to get a lot tougher. Now you're 30 and you have like, what the, what have you been doing? You know? So anyways, that, that lit a fire, right? I mean, 21 credit hours a semester, max now both summer sessions, just, you know, daytime oil, midnight oil, like, you know, um, and then I got it done. I graduated, uh, my birthday's in March and I graduated December of, uh, of 13 from university of Kentucky and I was 29. And, um, and man, you talk about getting those resumes out there fast. <laughs> I did not want to be looking for a job when I was 30 with no experience. Uh, so was, was so there any was, like, uh, was there any like proverbial moment or like a book or what was it that triggered it? Was it just kind of a slow no. boil in the frog it was scenario? Just, yeah, it was just, um, no, there's nothing that, there's nothing that, you know, that, that, had an impact on me other than just from within, you know, it was just, Hey, you know, just that epiphany of, you know, you can only, you have to, you have to find a skill. You, you can't trade time for money anymore. Your working hours are, are maxed. You're never going to have anything more than this. So it's just doing that kind of like, it's just doing that for long enough and wanting, wanting a change, wanting more, wanting better. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't, it's not incremental, but it's, it's just you're seeking some sort of an improvement, you know, just trying to improve your position. Um, and I, you know, just, it sucked for a long time. And then eventually you're, you're tired of that. And, um, I think it was kind of the same thing with college. You know, I, I'd done the community college a couple of times and it just wasn't working. And I just, I desperately wanted to not, I wanted, I wanted to make money. I wanted to be able to do things. I want to be able to go places, travel. I want to be able to, you know, you name it, right. Have my own stuff. Like, you know, there's freedom, independence on all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it's just, you know, I mean, unless you make it happen, it's not going to happen. So I just, at some point, you know, again, like with the college thing, I just, I got tired of that. And I just, you know, we got to hit the gas here, you know, and get it done and and move on to the next chapter. Cool. So, all right, so you're about, to, you're about to come out of college. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. With all the PCS moves over the years, we've bought and sold many houses, and we've used Navy Federal many times for a home mortgage. They've always been professional and great to work with, and they get the military. So you don't have to explain certain things to them about military pay and the VA loan. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Buying a home can be stressful enough. So it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation 
of military families. They offer mortgage options with zero down payment, so you don't need to wait years to save. They offer mortgage options that don't require private mortgage insurance, so you'll save money each month. Members save $2,500 on average when they choose Navy Federal for their mortgage. And they're a top VA home lender. So check them out. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, back talking with Army veteran Drew Everett from the Veteran Marketplace. So Drew, when we, where we left off, you were just coming out of college, resumes going everywhere. I take it you ultimately went into corporate America. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, yeah, so I got a, um, I got a job at uh, uh, a business unit within Stanley Black & Decker called Stanley Security and uh, in sales. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it, it's funny. It wasn't the job that I, you know, I, I really wanted. Um, there was a, a job at IBM that, that I uh, got an offer letter for out of, out of college through a hiring competition. Uh, it was a, it was an onsite event and you're there with a bunch of, uh, it's like a university hire program that they have. And, you know, the, the team that I was on, you know, we, we, we did the, we did the competition and, and we, we did really well and we all got, you know, offer letters and stuff. And so I was kind of on hold for that job. Uh, it didn't, it didn't start until the, the following summer. Um, and, uh, I, where I lived in, in Indiana, I, I met somebody and, um, you know, she thought it might be a good fit for, it was funny. She worked in HR when we met and, uh, there's no conflict cause she wasn't over the, the area that I was in, but, <laughs> Um, anyway, she just, she pitched it, you know, and, uh, you know, I was just working some, some measly jobs here and there, just kind of waiting on this IBM thing to turn up. And, uh, anyways, you know, I, I fell into it and I really liked it, you know, I, and I liked the people that, you know, I worked with and, you know, um, I took it, you know, pretty quick and, and I, I enjoyed sales and I, uh, um, you know, to me, it's just, you know, getting to meet new people, new, new businesses, new challenges, you know, how they, how different industries operate and just all the ins and outs and the facets and just trying to work through solution sets with them. And it was just really, you know, I just, I eat that stuff up. So, um, anyways, that kind of, you know, that turned, you know, sales turned into sales training. We had the, the sales trainer that was getting ready to retire and I was in the same market and they were looking to, you know, and, and I had a baby on the way at that point and a little bit of income stability wasn't a bad, you know, wasn't a bad idea. And so that got me kind of into the corporate environment of that organization. And then that turned into, um, you know, uh, another opportunity of, of, of the company that I work for today, um, you know, in a different role, but and so, yeah, so that's kind of it. You know, one, you never know how things are going to start out and where they're going to lead. And absolutely. so, you know. so where this entrepreneurship thing come from and the idea for the veteran marketplace? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's always been in there. You know, I, I think that's something, and, and I used to do this in my sales training at Stanley. I, you know, I, being good at sales is there's like a common thread there, right. With, with the drive for entrepreneurship or the, the interest in it. And, um, so I, I, it's always been there. I've always wanted to do my own thing. I've just never known, you know, what it, you know, what it would be. And, um, and so the guy I grew up with, Nick, my co-founder from the marketplace, him and I've known each other since like fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth grade. And, um, you know, we've always, we've always kind of been business minded. We've always, you know, kind of bantered about things like that. And, um, we had an opportunity, um, 
three years ago now, uh, his dad was a Navy veteran and his dad was uh, a pedorthist. He called a like a foot doctor. But anyways, his dad, they, they had a lab. They had a, a shoe repair store. They made custom orthotics. They there's a whole foot pain set up, right, as a whole deal. Referrals from the local doctors, all that kind of stuff. So they're making these custom orthotics, right, for, for your shoes. And doing that for a long time. And then he starts thinking, hey, maybe there's a better way to do this. He actually did, designed, invented, and patented an orthotic shoe insole that could be, you know, uh, mass-produced and sold on the shelf. Mm. It's good for most people, that kind of thing. 80-20 rule, right? Yeah. And so, anyways, you know, we're like guinea pigs. You know, we're kids. I mean, everybody in the neighborhood wore these things. We're all, like, testing them out, and he's improving the design. I'm like, oh, this one hurts my feet. You know, like, just doing it all. And so, anyways, uh, Nick's dad talks about retiring um, in 2018 or something like that. And I called Nick. I'm like, hey, because I knew that, I knew they sold, you know, they had a product, right? They had a product that was patented. It was theirs. Uh, but I didn't know the, the full scope of it. And I called him, I was like, well, what's he going to do with the, with the, with the insoles? You know? And he's like, oh, I don't really know. I'm like, Hey, why don't, why don't we try to make, this might be the, the chance. Like, let's learn how to build a website. Let's make a brand. What's the story here? Who's the product for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who's yes. our competitors. And it was just a fun like exercise, you know? And so we did all that and we started selling them online and started the social media and stuff. And, so that was kind of like the first time I really got to scratch the itch of entrepreneurship because I, it's always been there, but being able to, you know, you're in charge now, right? It's like, I want it to be green, not blue. It's like, you know, you work for a big company. It's like, beat it nerd. Like, no, like your idea doesn't matter. Like just do your job mm-hmm. when it's your company. It's like, Oh, I don't like this on the website. Or I don't like, you know, and I love that. You know, I, I love being able to just make sure that it's right the way that I, I think it should be. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, we're, we're doing that. And, um, and we had another a veteran contact us who, who had a complimentary product and he wanted to see if we could add it to our website and kind of bundle some stuff together. And like, okay, all right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's cool. So I, you know, I talked to Nick about it and, you know, and where those conversations go are going to be like, well, who holds the inventory, who ships it out? Right. You know, how do you do the payouts? What about customer service? What, you know, all these things. Um, and you've got to kind of work through those things, right? I mean, you're yeah. so, and we wanted to do it in a, in kind of a scalable way. Like we, we didn't want to, we didn't want to take on another job, you know, babysitting every order that comes in and, you know, trying to manually do all this stuff. So we wanted it to be automated and we wanted it to be scalable because maybe what if some other guy comes along, right? It's like, Hey, I see what you're doing. I want to, I want to get my whatever on there. Right. And then, so it's kind of like, that's where our head, that's where our head's at, right? In 2021, in the spring of 2021. And that's where our head's at. We're kind of like, you know, trying to solve for it, you know, the, the systems that we're going to need and the apps and all this stuff and the tools. And it was literally just a light bulb moment. It was like, Hey, you know, cause we're talking about adding more stuff to a website, right? Sure. So, Hey, what if there was a website that didn't just have two or three veteran made products on it or veteran brands? It was, what if there was a website like Amazon that had every veteran brand on it, every single one, you know, is that a problem worth solving? You know, you can buy, you know, coffee, flip flops, whatever. I mean, straight up 
full catalog online shopping. And, you know, is, is that a problem? Or is that interesting to anybody? Does anybody care about that? And so we shop the idea around and everybody we talked to, you know, we reached out to a lot of uh, veteran business owners and, you know, they say that people, you know, people generally, right. If you can buy two similar products and one's just some generic commodity, nameless, faceless, or one's got a story behind it. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where your money's going. People generally go with that option if, if, if presented with, with it. Uh, the challenge is for a lot of these businesses is, is visibility. And they're like, yeah, if we had our own platform that, uh, you know, our own, you know, those big that, you know, made it easy for people to find, you know, shop, support veteran-owned businesses, you know, that would definitely be worth something worth making. And yeah. so we got to work on it and we launched it, um, uh, which is a funny story around the launch and the things that you learn along the way, which uh, if I would have maybe stayed in business school a little bit longer and got an MBA, I probably would have learned this lesson. But <laughs> anyways, we, we had a funny, we had an interesting launch and uh, it all has to do with timing, which I've learned that lesson. But anyways, we launched it on September 11th last year and we had maybe, uh, I think like 48, uh, brands, uh, you know, set up on there selling, uh, maybe a thousand different products, 800 products, something like that. And now we're, um, we're, uh, double that on brands and almost 3000 products. Awesome. And I mean, it's, it's everything from toothpaste to, you know, we just signed up combat flip-flops last week. Oh, cool. I mean, I've got some of blue those. jeans to beef. <laughs> yeah. Blue jeans, beef jerky, you name it. I mean, it's, if there's a veteran out there making it, we, we probably have it, but this is also like the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's, yeah. there's hundreds more that, that we need to go get and, and really, have a, have a catalog that's interesting to, to mainstream America. I think. Wow. Now when you, how did you approach veteran brands to come on your website? Like, did you ever get pushback from any veterans or like, what was that experience like? Yeah. So it's, well, yeah, I don't have them pulled off, but like we, (laughs) we, we created a message, right? I mean, so we reached out to them on Instagram. That was our primary channel. Sometimes there would be, um, uh, so my, my go-to is always Instagram. And if they had a, uh, like a phone number on their contact, on their, on their profile, mm-hmm. uh, I would call the, I would just call the phone number, uh, introduce myself, you know, wow, call what what we're trying to build. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And if, and if they didn't, um, you know, and if it went to voicemail, I would leave one and then I would follow up right away with a text. And then, and, and I would just badger the crap out of them. I mean, I'd call them the next day. I'd call them the next day. You know, I mean, you're going to have to tell me no and, and, to, and to bug off. Like, it's, yeah. that's what you're going to have to do. Like, um, people are busy. I get it. So if you don't pick up, if you don't respond for a few days, it's been a week. I understand. I do that all the time. I get it. That, but that's not a no, right? Oh, yeah. That's just a, I haven't gotten to you yet. Right. So that's fine. So, um, so, you know, anyways, uh, and if they don't have, if, if they don't have a phone number on their profile. And so what I kind of notice is like the smaller, like owner operator brands will usually have their cell phone on there. And then as they get bigger and they usually have like a team for their social media that goes away and it's usually just a direct message or sometimes an email address. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do both. I'll send them a, a cause it's usually, sometimes it's different teams that there that, that, you know, one per, you know, one team is in charge of 
of social media engagement. So they're looking at DMs and comments mm-hmm. and stuff. And it could, and, and then their customer service at like at company.com or info at com- that might go to somebody else. Sometimes it goes to the owner of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to, the, to their phone. So, you know, anyways, you know, but we'd, we'll do that. Um, if they're mega, then we'll grab their email off their website. Uh, we'll go track down executives on LinkedIn that work at that company. Maybe the, I mean the owner, uh, we'll net and we always network with people, right? So you sign up brand one. Okay. Who do you know? Like, who can you put me into? You like this idea. I'm sure you think they'll like this idea. And it's just, you know, how can I get in your Rolodex? Um, yeah. and that's just, that's how we did it. So, uh, and then, you know, from a pushback standpoint, not really. I mean, everybody, the only real pushback we got was, um, there's kind of two kinds. There, there was never like, I don't want to be a part of this. It would be either, um, timing. So like, um, it's just resource allocation, right? Like they, it's not something they can do right now, but they mm-hmm. want to, and they, and they'll tell you when, when you want to, when you need to follow up. And sometimes that, that can get kicked down the road a little bit. That's fine. But you know, yeah. And then you forgotten keep about, the Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. You know, it's, it's February contact, you know, Q1's crazy. we got a new product launch. Like we're all, you know, uh, you know, uh, call me back in April. It's like, okay, cool. You got to go in your calendar. You got to make the note. You got, you know, I'm not going to remember. So, um, and you got to follow up with them. And and maybe that can gets kicked down the road a little bit, but the point is don't stop kicking the can. Like keep, you know, keep, keep going until, until you catch it and you get it, you know, you get it in the bucket. But, um, and so that would be one, one would be maybe timing. The timing's not right. Like let's circle back. And then the other would be, um, uh, like, like with some of these companies, they have distribution agreements with their products and they have like non-competes. So, um, there's a couple of examples I can think of where they'll have like, like, let's say they have 50 products in their, in their catalog that they make and maybe 10 of them, they could really only put on the marketplace, uh, because the others are tied up you know, in contracts and, okay. and, you know, exclusivities and stuff. So, and that's fine. And that's, that's not really a pushback. That's I'll take it. Like, let's get it in. Right. Um, you know, so. Um, so how, how does the logistics of things work? Like if, uh, if a veteran brand is, is on your website and somebody goes there and they make a sale, um, yeah. you guys aren't, you guys aren't handling the products or anything like that is basically the, the veteran right. owned brands doing everything from there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're a dropship, uh, it's a dropship model. Mm-hmm. So we have a, we have an integration that, that connects to, uh, their existing e-commerce, uh, platform, Shopify, Squarespace, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we, su- we support all of them. We can even pull uh, Etsy feeds. Uh, and we also have a way to do manual product uploads too. So, oh. um, if you just, if you want to handle it that way, you can, it's just like making an eBay listing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it just depends on how you're set up. If you're doing the manual route, then you're going to use the seller portal that we have uh, to print your label, fulfill your order, stuff like that. Um, and if it's synced to your store, then the order goes automatically into your order feed. So you don't have to use our seller portal for anything. As you mm-hmm. update your listings on your site, they reflect, we do a, it's every half hour is a, is a sync pool. Cool. So, uh, you know, you, you change the photo or, you know, change the price or whatever. It also syncs the inventory. So as they sell on the marketplace, 
as as your product sell on your website, it changes the availability on our okay. marketplace, right? It takes it down or yeah. maybe add some more in or whatever. It goes both ways. So there, so you don't have to deal with that headache. Anyways, the, the orders in your system, it's automatically, a lot of people use uh, third party logistics or, or, you know, they don't yeah. fulfill their own orders. They go to, a, you know, somewhere else. And that's fine because that's all set up already uh, with their e-com. So when our orders go into that, it slips into the same stream, right? No additional work required. And then when it's fulfilled, the integration pulls the tracking info back automatically, notifies the customer, and we release the payout to the merchant right away. Um, we don't hold their money for any period of time or anything like that. Cool. Um, wow. So it's yeah. like once you get them all set up, it's pretty much seamless for you guys, right? Yeah. I, and that's, and that's a beautiful part because, you know, well, and I'll say too, on, on custom orders, cause we have a lot of people that do, that have lead times, whether it's, uh, um, whether it's a uh, pre-order prepay, make the order or mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, it's a, it's a wood flag and we have a, a four week lead time on it. Um, you know, custom orders get paid out right away. Cause especially for the smaller shops, that's the working capital they need to actually, actually make the item, sure. you know, uh, so we're not we're not going to tie that up and wait wait for, for wait for custom orders for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But if it's stuff that's in stock, um, t-shirts, things like that, yeah, as soon as you fulfill it, it gets shipped out or it gets paid out. So yeah, and and that's the point. The point was to aut to automate it as much as possible because we don't, um, you know, we don't want to be uh, we don't want to be bogged down in in catalog maintenance. Which mm -hmm. I mean is I mean catalog maintenance is a full time job, but. You know, what we want to do is we want to be out there increasing awareness, doing everything we can to, to drive units, drive sales, drive traffic, mm -hmm. drive connection to these brands to the marketplace. So that's, awesome. that's where we want to spend our time, not at home on, you know, in the back end. So, yeah. So now you guys launched last fall, like, uh, I think you said September 21, September 11th. September 11th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you and Nick, uh, you and Nick are still working full-time jobs while you're working the vendor marketplace. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, so it doesn't, you know, the marketplace isn't big enough to, to, to have us, you know, full-time yet or to, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's pretty typical, honestly, for, for a lot of startups, whether it's a, a veteran owned startup or not, I think, you know, you hear that all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's an important thing. I mean it can be done. You can juggle it. You can do it. Yeah. So you gotta. And you guys do you guys do analysis of all your brands that are on there. Like, uh, wow, this guy sells a lot of items, but but makes this much. Or um, do you guys look at that stuff at all? Just uh, not that. Yeah. I don't know if you would like actually yeah. change anything, but that you know who your big guys are and, and your um, up and comers are and that kind of thing. Just watching who's selling the most and most items or the, or the biggest dollar value, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely run analytics. We have a, mm -hmm. you know, we dashboard everything. So we've got a ton of insights and stuff and, you know, it, it's not, um, um, right now we're not, we're not doing much with those insights, but sure. the, the, one of the things we want to do, um, is we, we want to be able to help sellers that aren't doing that well, mm -hmm. um, increase their, increase their, their sales. Right. And so sure. one, one way we can do that is we can look at, we can go category to category. <clears throat> so it's apples to apples. We can say the top five most selling t-shirts kind of have these things in common. It, it's usually going to come down to like listing quality. Mm, um, yeah. so, 
yeah, so the quality of your, your images, you know, the quality of the description. And so we can look at, we can say, you know, uh, you know, the top five uh, t-shirts that sell have this in common and the lowest selling five have this in common. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we want to be able to give um, tips and advice back to the sellers, um, you know, so that, so that they can, you know, uh, that's the goal, right? Elevate veteran brands. I mean, mm-hmm. Amazon's not going to do that for you. They're not, they don't care if you sell a thing or not. Um, and we do, you know, so we, we want your business to do well. We want you to succeed and we want to help you get there. Yeah. So whatever we can do. And so, yeah, using those, using those insights is definitely, um, something that we want to start leveraging in the future. Um, you know, with, with our merchants. Yeah. Like, where do you see it going in the future? Like, uh, you guys have like a five-year plan or five-year goal or 10 or whatever, like, and in the same context, do you have, is there a shortage of veteran brands out there or is it just a matter of finding them and getting them on the platform? Yeah. So right now I I can't answer the second question. I I know, um, I think, God, I'm going to screw this up. So if anybody's fact checking, (laughs) I I think, I think the VA says, yeah, I think the VA says there's like 9,000 vet registered veteran owned businesses. And that includes like service disabled veteran owned business. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how accurate the number is. Um, I could also be recalling a bad number. Um, and, and then you've got things like um, turnover in the business, like maybe uh, the guy retire, you know, the guy retires from that business or, or, you know, passes away. Sure. And, you know, so how many of those are still operating? And then how many of those operating businesses are service businesses? Like, right. you know, uh, you know, J- Joe, the plumber, right. Uh, you know, so, and that doesn't work for the marketplace yet, you know, uh, and so how many of those are operating product-based businesses? Um, and then from there, you've got to look at ones that aren't exclusively, because some of these are exclusively uh, DOD contractors. Yeah, sure. So that's not, you know, they only make stuff for the military. They only make whatever. I mean, it could be boot laces. I don't freaking know. But, yeah. you know, so that's not, you know, now that's not a huge percentage of the population. But anyway, so you got to whittle this down. We're at 100. I mean, I've got to think statistically there's probably – there's probably at least 2000 on the low side, 2000 operating veteran owned businesses that are product businesses. Mm. I, you know, I got to okay. think yeah. maybe. So we got, we, we definitely have a long way to go. I mean, um, I know of some brands off the top of my head that we don't have that I'd love to get in there just to, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, I'm sure they sell t-shirts, but it's, it's like, uh, it's like catalog diversity. Like I want this thing to be as broad and as wide yeah. You know, like boot laces, we have toothpaste. I want face, like I want everything. Um, because I, I, I want to be, I, I want the veteran marketplace to, to, to have as, have as few reasons for people to go, you know, find what they need, you know, look for what they are looking for elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, want as, yeah. I want as many reasons for them to try to find it here first. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know if there's a shortage I, at some point I'll be able to answer that question. And, you know, and then there's this other concept too of, um, you know, does it have to be veteran, um, you know, uh, veteran owned, uh, veteran made stuff. Right. So, and I don't really mean made like, like a, like, I mean, Under Armour might hire veterans and they better make, like, I don't mean that. I mean, like, <laughs> like your own stuff, like, um, like, uh, cruise custom flags sure. is a good one. Right. 
or, or combat flip-flops. We talked about them earlier. Right. Um, neither one of those companies uh, have a product they, they don't read, they don't retail or they're not a dealer for another uh, like, like combat flip-flops is not a, an authorized Nike reseller, sure. right? Like everything in their catalog is their own. Yep. Okay. So does every company on the marketplace that's better known have to be like that? Or could you have, maybe you've got Joe's Sporting Goods, right? Joe's Sporting sure. Goods, he's a better known business and he's a dealer for all the biggest brands in the world, mm-hmm. you know? And if he has the, the rights to sell online for his distribution agreement or, or his dealer, I, I should say his, his retailer agreement, yeah. who's to say that, maybe, that Joe doesn't, you know, Joe served this country, you know, he's a, he, he start, he's a, He's a business owner. He started a, a small business. It's local somewhere. Who's to say he doesn't deserve to, um, yeah. to be elevated or, or to be, or to be put on the marketplace. So, you know, it, it, you know, and when you think about it in, in, in that way, it's like, you know, I mean, it really, it opens the door to, um, I mean, you could, ha- you could, you could almost have everything under the sun. Sure. I mean, a- everything that you can get from Dick's, or from Walmart, it, everything that you could get, if there's a veteran out there that has a, uh, a retail shop, you know, um, yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, you're going to tell me he doesn't, he doesn't deserve, uh, to get business. I mean, I, right. you know, it doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, then, then you start thinking like, wow, I mean, we could have, you know, bounty paper towels and crest tooth. I mean, <laughs> like whatever. Right. I mean, we can, if we can just find the veteran shop owner. So yeah, I don't know, man, you know, the, it's, it's a, it's the, you know, it gets big at that point. So. No kidding. Um, have you had any of the, the veteran businesses on, on the site? Have they come back to you and said, Holy cow, I'm, you're, you're like 30, 40% of my business at this point. Or um, have you been a significant, uh, significant player to any of the brands that are on your site? Yeah, I think a few, um, I think for where we're at in our, in our, in our growth right now, um, you know, we're probably, I would attribute a lot of that to we're drafting off of like a lot of their SEO. Sure. So if people are, people are Google searching for that particular brand or something, um, because our listings are synced up, you yes. know, we're going to rank right next to them. So I think we're getting some of that. Um, we, we did, we put a lot of money into, into, into digital advertising around launch. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a boost. And so, um, yeah, I mean, for, for a few, uh, certainly they could say that, you know, we're definitely not, you know, we still have full-time jobs, which is an indicator that, you know, the marketplace is not where, where we want it to be, mm-hmm. um, yet, but you know, we'll definitely get there. I mean, um, you know, we, we've had some brands already that have reached out to us to say that, um, you know, they've, they've looked at the cost benefit. And they, they actually want to scrap their website and just be exclusive, oh, wow. um, you know, on the marketplace. And so, you know, and, and that's, and that's flattering. That's really exciting because, you know, it opens up, um, you can have a new category, right? Like marketplace exclusives or whatever things you're not going to sure. find anywhere else, but here yeah, that's cool. and you can, you can advertise that stuff. And then, you know, we, I, I think when we get better at storytelling, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of really powerful, uh, stories to tell about, mm-hmm the people behind, you know, these companies that are on the marketplace yeah. and their story. And, um, you know, one of the things we're working on, um, this summer is like vendor profile pages. 
So right now, if you're looking at products and you, you'll see the little vendor name underneath of it, um, you can click that and it'll take you to all their products. And that's great. Um, the future state of that is that's going to be more of a profile page on the top with their branding, their story about them. We want to really make that connection with, with the customer. Um, we, we want to create the connection between the customer and, and the brand, the story. Cause you know, people like to talk about that stuff. I mean, when was the last time you told somebody that, you know, you're at the store and you bought Folgers coffee and nobody cares. Like you're not, you don't care. Like you're not going to like your neighbor comes over and you're like, Hey, look at this Folgers coffee. But like nobody cares. Um, but if you do have something that has meaning to you or you bought it for a reason, maybe you found it at a farmer's market or you found it online or you found it wherever and you thought it was really cool and you, and, and for whatever reason you wanted to buy it. Well, when people come over, you're very likely to share that with them. Like, oh, yeah. look at this thing I got, you know, it's whatever. I mean, people do that all the time. They love talking about, um, interesting things that, that they find. And so we've got a lot of that, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we've got a lot that we can, yeah. I mean, I've got, can get people to do that with. I got a couple pairs of combat flip-flops they got from Griff and, uh, cause he's been on the show a long time ago. It, I've never seen anybody else wearing combat flip-flops, so I'm always the only one that's got combat flip-flops. I saw one guy uh, at my gym like a month ago, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I talked to him, you know. But, yeah. but that's the thing. I mean, it's if you know, you know, right? But um, but his – I mean, we don't have to get off on that tangent, but speaking of, I mean, his business is really going good. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shark Tank. Yeah. Extraordinary yeah. and everything. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time, so uh, – um, if you're talking to that veteran or somebody who's still in the military, they're getting getting out and you know looking to start their own business, get into entrepreneurship. Um, you know, now that you've gone down the road, what kind of advice comes to mind? Yeah. Well, well, I'll do a shameless plug for <laughs> if you're if you're a veteran entrepreneur and um, and you're thinking about you know being a, a product company or something, um, you know, give us a look because. You know, part of part of the battle you're going to have is you know design development and marketing, right? So product design development and all that stuff, uh, but also learning how to build a website. And um, you know, there's, I mean, you can pick it up. You know, definitely do it. Spend your time, learn mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's a skill. Uh, but if you want to get online quick and you want to have a landing page you can share out, um, you know, consider doing that on the marketplace and then. Uh, you know, and I mean, obviously you want to, you probably want to have your own website at some point, but you know, don't let that hold you up, I guess would be the, the, the plug for that use yeah. case. I mean, just, you know, we have, we have a channel for you sitting and waiting, ready to go. Don't let that hold you up. Focus on what you're going to be doing best and we'll help you get there. And then I, you know, I think just generally, you know, back to your question, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of a never quit thing. I know it sounds cliche, but, um, you know, it's going to suck for a long time. I mean, you know, I, I remember hearing like, you know, new business owners don't make money for five years or something like that. And, um, I, you know, I'm like, well, that's because their business sucks, you know, but, and, you know, and then, and then we went at this thing hard and I'm still working my day job. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean it, yeah, it's probably, that's probably right. And so just keep that in mind. It's a long-term thing. Um, and I'll also say, you know, there's a massive network out there. I'm trying to start a new one because I, for whatever reason, I think reinventing the wheels, a, a good idea. I don't know, but you know, we're, we're, we're putting together a, a discord channel for, mm -hmm. uh, what they're called this. 
Yeah, Discord. Discord server. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, we're, we're creating a, a Discord for veteran entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, there's Facebook groups out there. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's stuff on Reddit. There's, you know, so there's communities out there. And what I would say is just put the, put the humility aside and just reach out to people. Just don't, don't, who cares? Like, just ask a stupid question, try to find help. You would be surprised. Like the, the, the amount of people that are willing to jump in and comment and DM and help you and point you in the right direction or tag somebody or, or share their experience. Like, let, like, you know, that's great too. Don't, you know, don't repeat those mistakes, right? Like you can just oh, skip yeah. over those. And so, you know, all that stuff, I mean, good Lord. I mean, there's, 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 there's a huge network out there. And if there's anything that you're interested in doing, we've got, you know, we, we have about a hundred sellers on the marketplace. I've got a lot more relationships with veteran brands than that. And all these people are on my phone. We text all the time. Mm-hmm. So find us on it, find us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, the veteran marketplace, or go to our website, shopveteranmade.com. Mm-hmm. Hit the, hit the chat or the, the contact at the bottom. And just reach out to us. You know, it's just, we're just two guys, you know, running this thing. So it's going to go to one of us, but we're more than happy to make an introduction. I mean, if you want to learn, you know, if you need a mentor, if you want to learn about, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, the apparel business or t-shirt printing or mm-hmm. starting a coffee line, I mean, we can hook you up with all that stuff. Awesome. I mean, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. They're super willing to share it. Um, you know, it's, it's a community for a reason. And, you know, and, and it gets flack, you know, I mean, there's, it depends on what pocket of the internet you fall into. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, really kind of crappy and really like uh, unmotivating. Yeah. But that's like one percent of it. Just shrug that off. Come, come into the light. We'll square you away. So. All right, awesome. And and just to make sure we got this correct, how do we find the veteran marketplace? Yeah. So the URL is shopveteranmade.com. Shopveteranmade.com. All right, I'll be checking yeah. it out. All right, Dre. Well, thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial success story. Looking forward to you guys are only about six eight months into it, so we're looking forward to your future success and. Um, lots of, uh, lots of successful entrepreneurial stories on down the road. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. You bet. All right. These two veterans are asking Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.